Hi everyone and welcome to this interview. I'm your host, Sonny Gigi, and it's my pleasure to introduce today's guest. Today we have Jacob, born in Switzerland and spent most of his life in Brazil. One night after being approached by three people that tried to rob him at gunpoint, he realized that this was his sign from Hashem and makes a drastic change in his life to do tshuva. We're very excited to have him here with us today to share his journey and experience. So without further ado, let's get into it. Jacob with us. He was born in Switzerland, but lived most of his life in Brazil, and now he's back living in Switzerland. Jacob, thank you very much uh, for your efforts in joining us today. I know it's very late in Switzerland. It's about uh, one, uh, almost two o'clock uh, in the morning there. Uh, so your efforts uh, and your zealousness is very appreciated. Would you mind telling us a little bit more about yourself, introducing yourself, telling us more a little bit about your life, you know, kind of previous to you doing Chuba? Of course, of course. It's more than an honor uh, to be able here to speak about my story. So as you said before, I was born in Switzerland, quite right. And I lived most of my life in Brazil, actually in Rio de Janeiro, um, almost 20 years. So... Uh, it's a little bit of a fun story because um, I came from the from the uh, from from the line of the Bene Anusim from my mother's side, and my father uh, was hundred percent Jewish. So back then, when in the a in the eighties, there was unfortunately no YouTube kind of thing or such knowledge, you know, available for the people. So. Uh, unfortunately, then after a couple of years, when I was already born, my 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 father died and my mother tried to uh, get a kind of a Jewish connections in that sense. Back then, again, we didn't have so much knowledge about right or wrong. And we got caught up like, as we would say, in a, in a reformist shul, in a liberal shul. So I grew up to, uh, until my bar mitzvah in that kind of environment, although I had always an um, uh, and big, a uh, big interest in Yiddishkeit, uh, in, in in a such a fashion that my mother would uh, even tell me when I would be as I was three to four years old. All of a sudden, I would always take my baseball cap and cut the front part off in order to have a kippah. Uh. And she would see, and she would see me just taking my kids, my my children's book, you know. And being just like this, like shocking, as we say in Yiddish, you know, she wouldn't understand it because I never saw this kind of behavior in no, in, in, in no place. Because the first time when I had my first experience in a kind of Yiddish kite, I'm, I, I tried to be um, exact with the words because we know that reformist Judaism is not Judaism, but it was the kind of thing which was a little bit near to it some kind of a concept of it. So I was nine years old when was the first time when I, when I went to, to, to this kind of environment. So that was pretty interesting for me. I had always interest on the, on the Old Testament, as, as we would say. And, and always afterwards, when I was nine years old, even though nobody told me, I always had the feeling something was not right where I am. Something was not right. I would see other kids... Um, and just in Orthodox shul passing by with tzitzis, and I had always the desire 
to be like them, to be like them. And uh, this thought to be like those those kids, uh, this thought was like in me almost uh, the uh, un until this point, until the rest of my life. I was always thinking about it, thinking about it. And my mother, you know, in that sense, uh, we would keep kosher at home, you know, always kosher with meat and so something like that. A kind of Shabbos, not not really like 100% Shabbos, but, you know, in a traditional point of of view. And the fun part was then that always would buy ko uh, kosher food in kosher grocery stores. And I always would tell my mother in front of the kosher gro grocery store here in Zurich is a big, big Hasidic shul. You know, the fun part is that I always told my mother, one day I'm going to belong to this community. And she was laughing and said, look, that's a beautiful thought, a beautiful wish, but those people will never understand us. You know, we are a different kind of people, different kind of story. They will never understand us. And I said to, and I said to her again, one day I'm going to be part of this community. And it happened. And even my son got his Brit Milah regards this uh, the, this community so <laughs> yeah so yeah so speeding a little bit more after after was uh, after my bar mitzvah um, until my bar mitzvah I tried always to 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 be part of the Jewish community and I, I I was always begging my mother to bring me to a, to a Jewish school I always wanted to go but unfortunately um, there was no any chance because my mother didn't have any kind of a document which could prove that we are actually 100% Jewish or like a ketubah. My, my mother never married like in a religious way, so it wouldn't be even impossible. So that's why I could never attend to, to a Jewish school. So I was a little bit the problem maker in the school and I didn't want to study anymore. So my mother had this great idea. If he doesn't want to uh, be in Switzerland, let's go to Brazil. My mother was born in Brazil. And so I had like a certain cultural connection with this country as well. So with 13, I went to, to Brazil. And actually then when I got to Brazil, I had much more connections with Orthodox Judaism, with the real Judaism. Uh, in that sense, I would, uh, I would go to an Orthodox shul. I, I would attend in certain classes. Uh, although the people would know about my, uh, my history uh, and stuff. And the, the good part was, or, or at least I wouldn't say maybe good, but the easier part of it was that my uh, my grandfather from the father's side had as well like a story from himself in Brazil, was as well Jewish and helped pretty much to to develop the Jewish community after the Second World War in Rio de Janeiro as well. So that's why I had like, let's say, a certain way to get more into the to the Jewish community. And then I, I started to go, I started to learn. I would sometimes go to Bene Akiva. It was the own, only religious movement in, in Rio de Janeiro. I mean, like Bene Akiva in Brazil, I, it, it's like, it's almost like Talmud Teure in Europe, you know, like it's uh, like, look, you cannot expect much, but Bo Hashem, it, it, it was at least orthodox and it helped me pretty much. But then when I got 18, I was doing the first time Chuva. Uh, I uh, was learning and, and I spoke with my rabbis back then and they thought the best idea would be if I would go to one year to Eretz Israel, 
to to study in a yeshiva there, you know, to 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 make the the whole um, process of uh, of a giur or a giur lechumbra in that sense. Um, unfortunately, the 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 Yetzara got the better side and convinced my mother that that no, the best idea for for, for her son like me would be to attend first university, college, and afterwards have the religious uh, background in that sense. And then um, I, I, I begged I begged for my mother to go to 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 Eretz Israel. I wanted to learn. I didn't want that much with with university or, or something like that. But the decision was made. And from this point on, I had like a, a downfall spiral. Why? Because I went to the university and then I got really in touch with with, with things which are not good, you know, with 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 women, with parties, and then an other side of me got more stimulated in uh, in that sense. And I had pretty much a fight over like I don't know, almost fifteen years to get to get back again to the right path. I would sometimes attend, and then I would fall again. And this and the fun story was always that my mother would never allow me to have a relationship with a goya. With a goyot, with goyot, never. She would say, "You have to marry a Jewish woman." And uh, rabbis would tell me, "Look, as much that we like you, but you have to do a gyur." So the thing is, if somehow someone presents you a Jewish woman, we go, we we have to cancel the, the, this kind of situation. Like it's a no go. So it was I felt like that I, I I was like a ghost in in two worlds, like. On one side, I didn't have the freedom at home as a as a as a, a as a goy, but in the other side as well, I didn't have the privilege to be a Jew in my community. So it was like hardcore suffering from both sides in that sense. Yeah, and yeah, it was not easy at all. And and then I had as well some relationships, some ups and downs, and. For years, I, I tried to come back and had always a rabbi in Brazil who was always trying to help me, always in my side. He said, look, you just have to be more firm in your ways. Go back again to the Tyler Toyra, go to the to the right path again. And you're going to see how Hashem is going to open you the 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 way to 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 Toyra again. But it was really, really difficult. Then I started to do business as well. And... The, the rush for money in that sense, and I and I had it all. Like uh, it's funny that Haraf Gadol Yaron Yeruven, he has a movie which uh, which he tells his story like Hashem took his millions back. Haraf Yaron Yeruven, Hashem took my millions back as well. You are not alone on that. Huh. So it's it's so uh, yeah. Regards money and everything, I had more than money rush in my in myself. Until, um, like almost seven, six years ago, something like that, I had back then a girlfriend, which is nowadays my wife, Baruch Hashem, which is as well a story for itself. But if we have time, I'm going to tell this. Um, I had a girlfriend, she had as well a similar story. She would tell me as well with, with, um, about that she has as well like roots, Jewish roots, actually. And we met each other in college time. Nowadays, she's a doctor. And she was in my home and she was always like, I, I was always already living by myself, was trying to do some kind of Jewish connection. She was always interested 
in Shabbos and everything much more uh, 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 as I uh, would like to back then. How is how can I explain it in English? We said Yiddish a schmerz in my heart. You know, it was not easy. But she would, but she would always tell me we have to 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 keep it up some way somehow and said, you're crazy, go away of the of this uh, of this craziness. Yiddish kite is going to just make it all worse. And then she called me up on a Friday afternoon, and then a miracle happened because actually on that Friday, like almost six to seven years ago, I should have died. Actually, it was a Friday afternoon. And she called me and said, hey, look, it's almost Shabbos. It would be nice if we would just get home because, uh, you know, it, it's getting darker. There's no reason why you should be still in the office. And I was so entertained with the business, with uh, which I had a business case, which was in front of me. And I was putting all my efforts and my head inside of it that I forgot it was Friday. And all, and then all of, all of a sudden it was Friday night. And I was... Uh, I, I saw the watch and I said, no, it's Friday, you know, once again, being a failure in life, you know. So I, I put the cigarette in my mouth, just started to smoke. I went to the car. I was just thinking about life and how miserable I was feeling, actually, because in reality, I, I always wanted to have a good life, a, a Jewish life. And I, and I knew always that it was not right what I was doing. I just didn't have the courage to, to change it. I was in the car, smoking the cigarettes, and all of a sudden, three people with guns tried to rob me. Wow. They tried to, to 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 rob me, and I was like, oh, with my eyes pretty much open like this, I was a little bit afraid. And you know how it is: the less religious you are, the more you need physical artifacts to connect yourself with Judaism, like a Magen David, for example. I. Uh, I had like a huge big Magen David, as I would uh, put it, on uh, uh, on my neck with with proud. And then they saw this, and they and they could not figure out that this is a Jewish symbol. They thought that would be black black witchcraft, black magic, which is a lot of uh, which has which Brazil has a lot to do with actually. And they take sometimes Jewish symbol and use it for like Koichel Satuma. So one of them saw and and, and thought I would be a witcher. Uh, 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 a witchcraftsman, if you can uh, say it like that, and said to the others, kill him, because if not, he's going to curse us. Kill him. And the only thing which I did, uh, I was so afraid, I just closed my eyes and said, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elohim, Hashem Echad. And I jumped just from the door, and 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 I saw how they triggered the, the, the gun, and none of them could pu- put the bullet out. And they were like looking at their guns, Wow. Like not understanding, not understanding, not understanding, not understanding what, what was happening. And then I just run, I run, run like Forrest, Forrest Gump in his movie, just running, 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 running. <laughs> wow. And, and this was already, this was already a sign. This was already a sign. And then I went to, uh, to, to Switzerland after uh, three, four days. I was just totally in shock and I wanted to think about life. And it should it, it it should have been just a vacation, like more or less for two weeks. And then I was like standing a week longer, a week longer, a week longer. My girlfriend um staying in in Brazil, but it, it was it, it, it until then it was not already enough. 
what happened to me. I was uh, uh, still a stiff-necked person. And I tried to live my life a little bit differently. Maybe I would, uh, would I, I started to eat more kosher, putting tefillin on, some kind of thing, because I was always a little bit afraid what happened, yeah. but never like ad addressing the real issue. And uh, of course, I began as well. Certain averas, I think there is none. There is, I think, none kind of of averas when it when we talk about the kunabrit, which maybe I didn't have done in my life. So there is nothing new under the sun, as we say, you know. So I was living um, this lavish lifestyle still until um, certain things happened to me. I got much more uh, uh, in touch with the Yiddish kind. I started to see uh, videos of. Haraf Joseph Mizrahi, I think you know him, maybe, of Joseph Mizrahi. And it gave me a certain click, you know, a certain click in my head. But I was still, I wouldn't say, I, I was always convinced, but still afraid to make those changes, you know. Until Hashem blew all my, my business with everything, and I lost everything, like, really, well, like, uh, Dollar from dollar, you know, losing, losing every day. And of course, this was, this was like a wake-up call for me. This was like a wake-up call for me. So I, I, I started to study a little bit more, listen to, to Rav uh, Yaron Yeruvi, but still having uh, uh, to Rav Joseph Mizrahi back then. And, but still, I didn't fix my middles until I said to myself, you know, uh, Hashem, I was praying to 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 Akadosh Baruch Hu once and said, Hashem, what do you want from me? I don't know if even if I'm Jewish or not. It seems that every place where I go, it's just pain in my neshama. I don't get any real pleasure. the The reason why I go out with with Goyot because I'm. It, it seems that I'm not able to have <laughs> to have a to to have a Jewish woman in in my life. And the same way the other way around. So that's why. Eh, 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 I'm I'm like that, and I don't have any control of my of of my desires in that sense. And then I started to cry, to cry, to cry, and begging Hashem for help, and 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 and, and speaking to Him from my heart, speaking to Him, making He both do it and speaking from my heart, until I just got an amazing idea. I said to Takadosh Baruch Hu, you know what? I want to become a real Jew. I don't have any plan what's going to happen. But you know what? I'm going to make the most difficult decision in my life. I'm going to stop with the nonsense. I'm going to stop with, with stupid behavior. I'm going to be Shomer Nagia, no, no, no matter what. No matter what. If you want to kill me, Hashem, uh, if, if it honors you to kill me, so kill me. But this time I want to make it right. And then I asked for Kadosh Baruch as well, Hashem, please give me more connection regards how do I, how can I fix myself? And all of a sudden, when Hashem wants to help someone, He gives like a, a bridge, you know. It started with Haraf uh, Joseph Mizrahi, and then uh, all of a sudden I saw a video as well from Haraf Yaron Yeruven, and I, I I was so astonished what I was seeing. It was it was really as I, I as I could consider it, He was talking in all His videos about me as. This rabbi would know everything of my life. I, was, I, I started to be so embarrassed because then in this point, I started to have the knowledge not just uh, between right and wrong, 
but the weight of the uh, of the, of the wrongdoing which I did, like the spiritual weight of it, and it made me literally vomit uh, regards thinking my 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 own averes, and I I I changed my life. So the interesting part was then that I said to Hashem, Hashem, I want to change myself. I'm going to do it, and I called my girlfriend back then. I said to her, Look. I have this crazy idea. You don't go and understand it. I told her everything about my previous life in that sense. I said, look, I want to fix everything which I did, and I, and I have a solution. She thought maybe I would come back to Brazil, or we would have some nice vacation. I said, no, we're going to be right now Shomer Nagia, and we're just going to be together again when, we, when we're going to get married. Wow. It was it was a shock in the first place because we had not I had no idea she was not Jewish yet like uh, me as well not. And then I said to her, "Look," she said, "But when you are coming to Brazil to visit me, uh, uh, or, or should I come to Switzerland?" And I said to her, "No way, you are coming to Switzerland, and no way I'm going to Brazil because we have to have a common ground which is holy, which we can protect ourselves. If we, if I'm going to Brazil, which I already consider the headquarter of the Etzara." We're going to inflict damages in ourselves. If you're coming to Switzerland, the same thing, the same thing. So the month, so days were passing, weeks were passing, months were passing as well, almost a year or something, almost two years without having any kind of, of, of contact really. And, and I had this idea. I said to, 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 to my girlfriend then, she was already studying Torah, having Torah classes. I said to her, I, I, I have an amazing idea. Let's, let's go to Eretz Israel. I have a friend of, uh, of mine there, which, has a, which is a Rav as well, and has a, a yeshiva, and as well a midrasha. And we talked about it, and she went to Israel. She, sta- she, stayed, she stayed actually in the midrasha, and I myself, I stayed in the yeshiva. And so during day, I would always meet her in a shopping center to drink some coffees and, and stuff and always tell the rabbis where I am in order that uh, non kind of maritime or something like that should happen, that, that everyone should know where I am. But the first time when we did it, it was almost heartbreaking. After two years, you see the love of your life in that sense and you cannot even touch nothing, 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 nothing. It was a, it, it, it was a huge test. It was like, it was... It was a it was a fight. It was a fight. Like in this moment, I have to be sincere to you. I wanted to die. Actually, I want. I say, Hashem, take my soul. You need to take me. Take me. It's, it, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And the fun part is, then I was studying the yeshiva, just normally. Didn't had any kind of idea that uh, later on I would actually do my giur in, in that state, in that Israel state. So my rabbi called me and said to me, "Look, uh, I see that you're studying. I see that you're taking it really seriously." And then I asked him, "How come that you know that I'm that that you think right now that I'm serious?" And he said to me, "Because now you are doing the right question. You're calling me each week to figure out how the Shabbos work, how does this aluha work, how to do this, how to do that. I mean, a Jew without any doubts in aluha is not learning Torah, you know." And so he said. Now you are prepared. And then he invited me and said, look, you know what? Let's drink a coffee. I think you are prepared. Let's go to Bnei Brak, to Rav Karelitz. And let's see what he has to say. And I, and I said, whoa, let's, let's, let's calm down a little bit. You know, like just, 
all of a sudden, they had got me, you know, and I almost, I wanted to go, but I was so afraid of the situation, so afraid. Like, yeah. those are big, big Talmud Chacham. Those Tadikim, they see, they see your eyes, they know everything about you already. You know? those, those are hard players, you know, those are, you know, it's a different league, as we say, you know. Yeah. I said, I, but what I said to him, okay, let's go. And I went there. I I had the privilege to speak with with, with, with the Dayanim, and in the same to in the same time as well, my girlfriend back then, which actually was not more any my girlfriend because this concept does not even exist. You know, she was like my 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 future option to get married to, as I would refer to her, and she as well went to the Beit Din. Things just went get, getting so smooth. Every question that that the base in would ask me, it was like as I would feel the light of Hashem in in my words. I, I cannot describe every aluha that they was asking me. It was like as Hashem would dictate it beforehand in my in my head, and it was it was it was such a time of spiritual pleasure. It was not it it. It wasn't the beginning. I wasn't the beginning afraid, but they were really concerned. Like the question which they made, which I thought was the most interesting one, is: Look, we're not here to judge. It seems that you have the goal to serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So we are trying to find out what's going to be the best option that you serve God, the Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It's being a, a nochri or it's really being a yid. And I cried to them. I said, I, I want to be a Yid. I want to be able to do, to say Kaddish for my father, which was 100% Jewish. I want to take this tikkun on me. And there is no way that, that somebody is going to tell me otherwise. And I was just firm on, on, on my decision. Firm. And then they, they said to me, but it can, it, 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 maybe it's going to take a while. I said, it's, it's no problem. I'm just going to leave Eretz Israel. I'm Jewish. It's no problem. It's no, it, it's, it's no problem. So they tested me. They said, okay, you know what? Let's do another meeting three to four weeks later. I said, okay. And this time as well, my business just crashing. And I was staying in Israel. You know? And everything was crashing here, here in Switzerland. And then the next meeting again, like three, four weeks uh, afterwards. And again, and again, like the story itself took me almost, almost like uh, three and a half months. Baruch Hashem, until they decided, yes, it's, uh, uh, we we can do you that they, that they told me you, you uh, we think that yes you should be part of our Israel and oh. this was a real emotional day for me because it was like a life changer and of course i i had to undergo to all the procedures and everything to to make the controlling regards to the bris and everything and this was a fun story as well because um, when i was born my father didn't do me a bris on the eighth day but on the third day, because he was always afraid I would be, I, I could become an anti-Semite. So he went, he, he said already to, to the, to, to the doctor back then, given a kind of circumcision kind of thingy in order that he might remember always, at least that his father was a, was a Jew or is a Jew. So back then I had to go to, as well, to Rav Gelber, I think his name, which is a mohel in, in Bene, in Brak as well. And he did the controlling and said, my good friend. We have to make a correction here, you know. And then I started to cry because uh, 
even this was not uh, was was not done in the right way, you know. Even a bris was not done in the right way, and I started crying. And he said to me, "Don't worry, it's gonna be all it's gonna be all fine." Then I, I talked with the base team, and they g- gave me like um, a date where I would uh, go first of all to make this brit uh, milah uh, correction kind of thing before before you going to the mikveh. So I went there, and actually I went there pretty happy. I was, they, they told me, actually, I was the first person in the whole history of them that was going inside instead of being afraid, just laughing, 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 because I knew that this was actually a tikkun for me. And I said, look, I did so many wrong things with that part of, of my body. Let's cut it a little bit. He's going to have his share as well. So why not, you know? And so I, uh, I went there. They made the, uh, all the correction of what ha- had to be done. And then I had to wait a few weeks, you know, a few weeks until to 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 go to the mikveh then. It was as well uh, uh, in, 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 in Ia Bene Ibrak, the mikveh, all by uh, Harav Karelitz. It was there as well. And Baruch Hashem, after, uh, after a few weeks, when everything was kosher and okay again, I went to the mikveh and I, become, I became a, a real Jew one month after. My wife went as well and wow. uh, became a bus Israel. But now comes the story, which I would say the the, the cherry pie of it. My experience with uh, Haraf Kanievsky, which was actually the day when I when I made my gear. When I when I made my gear and I, I toiled myself in the waters back and and said the bruch as well that I want to become a, a a real Jew and everything in front of Rav Karelitz and the whole Rabbinim afterwards. Um, my Rav spoke to me, we were crying, we were so happy. It was like, I never had this feeling before of such pureness of such, as we say, Heiligkeit in that sense. Like, it was like one of the, the, the biggest achievements in my life. It was really like, now I became Jacob. I was not more, I, I, I really became Jacob at that moment. I just distanced myself with everything regards the past. And my Rav said to me, you know what? We are, we are not far away of Rav. Um, uh, Kanievsky, would you like to visit him? And I said, yes, why Why not? But I mean, it's not so easy to visit a Gadol like him. Like there must be thousands of people. And I don't know what Hashem did, but he really did it. We were crosswalking the streets and all of a sudden, just about nowhere, just a friend of my love came by and which has as well context regards uh, Harav Kanievsky uh, back then and said to me, ah, this is my student, my Talmud, he just did a gyur now. I would love if he could ha- get a brucha to Rav Kanietz. He said, no problem, let's go. There was just a line full of people. And, and and I thought I would have to wait on the line. And the guy in front of us was uh, with this Israeli kind of attitude said, Habibi, uh, uh, everyone to the side, this, this man here just did a gyur right, uh, right now. And everyone like said muzzle talk to me. I didn't understand. I didn't have really much. Uh, nothing. Just sort of thing. everyone is like saying muzzle talk to me and everything. And and and, and they they tried to get bruche from me. But everyone is in the line to get bruche of Rafkanevsky. I didn't understand nothing anymore. Like I just was looking at them like you are talking to the wrong person. It's not me who gives bruche Rafkanevsky. And then I, I went inside, and this was then the most beautiful experience in my life. I had the chance just to be alone with Rav uh, Kanievsky, with his, I would say, secretary in that sense, and with my rabbi myself. 
there was another friend as well which uh, which came he stood a little bit first and uh, a little bit in the in the in the in the, in the in the in the first room when you get in by Rav Kanievsky. and so Rav Kanievsky, my Rav his secretary me the four of us who went inside and he looked at me and I, I wanted to 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 give my hand to him and kiss his hand Sephardic thing, you know, to show some kavod. He didn't let, although he didn't let, and he, he he just put his hand on my hand and kissed my my hand, and he didn't let go. He didn't let go my hand. He didn't let go my hand, and then he was red in his eyes, and he asked me what took me so long, what took me so long, mm. uh, to 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 get back in Yiddishkeit. What took me? What took me so long? I couldn't understand it uh, until then, and uh, they people told me that he, he would be just giving always like this book a bua or like short sentence, but he was holding like I don't know it it, it like it it felt like an eternity, but at least I could say five to ten minutes something like that. He was holding my hand. He gave me. Uh, he said two things to me. He said once uh, the uh, one thing he said when I was getting inside the the mikveh, I was being the youngest child of all Am Israel in that point, and the second thing what she what he's told me is that I should have a bruchah two times in extended version. I should be, uh, I should be able to see the kids of my kids oh. in my lifetime. Amen. Amen. I have no doubt it's gonna it's gonna happen. I hope so. I have Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, already two kids, Baruch Hashem. My firstborn, Avram Yehuda, and my little girl, he's, he's two years old, and my little girl is almost 10 months old, huh. and she, her name is Rachel Ora. So we have already two kids, so um, let's see how I want to have a big family, actually. Let's see how, how it's going from there. Um, raising kids is not easy, Baruch Hashem, it's an honor, but it's not easy to the 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 more that I look at them, the more that I know that I don't I know nothing about Torah actually, and I have to study much more. Like seeing those crazy times that we're in, yeah. But Hashem, it's I I feel I feel blessed, but it's a big responsibility, you know. Regardless, well, when you don't have like this, when you don't come from an orthodox environment, per se, uh, like uh, with good foundation in tradition, mesorah. And you have to figure almost everything out by yourself. It is hard. It is hard. But uh, uh, we are not the first one, and hope is one of the last one to get in, in, in to this path. Yeah, right. that is very well said. By the way, it's very captivating. You definitely know how to how to tell a story and, and keep the person yeah. interested. You know, so um, a lot of times I wanted to stop you and ask you a question, but I was like, this is too good. I can't yeah. hear what's what's what he's gonna say now. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to mention a few things. Uh, number one, first of all, yeah. um, I'm sorry to hear about uh, your father and and, uh, and your, the passing of your father. Um, um, when you were a child, you said you were nine, and you and you said to your mother that you were going to be a part of this community. But no. you know, they say that kids, you know, we don't have prophets anymore. But one of the ways we could tell is by the kids. Sometimes a kid will say something, and it's like a shem using them to, to give some type of prophecy to them. So Whoa. that's uh, that's a very interesting uh, fact right there. And and the whole guns, the whole gun story. I mean, that's 
that's totally like from that was totally from Hashem. You know, obviously that was like yeah. everyone, almost everyone has some type of like wake up call in their life. Everyone has some type of scare or something that Hashem tries to wake them up. And there, there definitely seems like a very obvious situation that Hashem was saying, you know, to you to this is your chance. You know, you don't. I'm sure it was much more terrifying what it actually happened. But uh, yeah. <laughs> it seems like you can almost make like a movie out of your uh, your life story. <laughs> would... Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's for sure. Never started this way. A uh, few things about the uh, yes. Rabbi Yoram uh, Rubin and the organization. Um, I know you you found Rabbi Mizrahi. Um, and you found the uh, lecture, the movie, Hashem Kicked Back His Millions. Was that... Yes. So was that the first lecture or movie that you watched by Rabbi Rubin? Or how did you first, you know... I, 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 I think... If, uh, if, um, I think it was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, because Baruch Hashem has so many videos and I, I really... If I would say I watched all of them, it would be a big lie, but I watched so many of them, so many of them. And I even tried a few days ago to, to, to look what was the, the, what was the first action, which I saw. The interesting thing was that I was then keeping watching again, all those videos. Like, wow, this is interesting. I remember this one and that, but it was something near Tisha B'Av back then years ago, something related to Tisha, Tisha B'Av. I don't know if it was it. Itishabaf itself or the days um uh just before, you know. And which he was talking, I think uh, back then he had the uh was a little bit more younger in that sense, had a smaller beard back uh back then. I, I don't know if the synagogue uh, the, the 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 shield which which he was um giving the, the, the speech was was that one with uh, with white walls and uh, and uh, and the golden shrine uh, behind him I don't know if it was this one or if it, it was in the other school but he had definitely a, a, a smaller beard back then and then I really got in touch because when when he when when he told about all the transgression and when I really connected myself with the sad part of it, not just, you know, um, putting Yamaka on, on the head and tzitzes and speak about uh, how how beautiful it's going to be when Mashiach comes, we, uh, that we believe, but as well that I am the reason that and part of the destruction of the base Mikdash, that my actions uh, have something to do, at least in the point of view, why the base Mikdash is not already here. You know, and just considering all my bad deeds and all the bad things that I have done, and believe me, I did many of them, many of them. Uh, I just started to cry, and and I just wanted to change. I just wanted to change. Like I didn't want to live like like that. And then I said to Shem, I asked him, I want to become a Jew. I want to have the same brachas and the same tzoras as everyone else. Meaning, if there must be a brachem. If there is a brucha in good things, in good deeds, okay, I'm fine with it. Who doesn't want to have bruchas? But if I'm, I'm Israel, it's going to be judged severely. I want to be part of this judgment as well. Wow. It's like for good or for worse, we are, we are all in this together. There is no such a thing as choosing and picking up, you know. 
sometimes it, 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 it now nowadays it's easier to say it. Sometimes it's a little bit hard <laughs> with all the life challenges that we have. Um, I have many meters which I have to fix. Actually, all the videos which I see are the most part, the most of the videos which I see of Haraf Yaron Yerugi. It's like, um, how could I say it in the in the? Uh, 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 how can I say this in English? It's like if he could. When I see a video, depending on uh, on afterwards how's my mood, I can really see it if uh, how does the video affect me. It's like a, 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 if it would be like kind of a spiritual temperature uh, thingy, you know. That would look. If I would look the video, and I f would look at it, and my first reaction would be. Mm, we agree with it. Just the question itself. I know already. I have some meters to work on it. You know, if I look at uh, look at it and say, hmm, I, "I was there once, Baruch Hashem, I'm not mo anymore," then it means for me, at least as I see it, I'm not a prophet. Has shalom. It's just how I I see it on my side. Okay, it might be that in that challenge, I'm already better off, Baruch Hashem. So it means always. Like in the beginning, for example, it was not easy for me to see his videos, actually, because I, I asked for Hashem, Hashem, give me the remedy for my soul in order to fix my middas, in order to fix it. And sometimes, and, 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 and the remedy doesn't come, you know, in a glass of martini, in a wonderful beach, you know, sunshine. No, no, it comes in a, sometimes in a hardcore way. And it was like when I saw his his videos. It, it, one, there was no kind of 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 of, uh, of how can I say it like fun way to to speak about it. It just said it in the face. And my first reaction when I saw the first video is like Hashem. I hope that guy that that per, that Raf I'm so I want to correct myself that Haraf is right in what he's telling. Because if not, I'm I'm being sadistic with myself because it is not easy to take all these words. But then I had the feeling, you know what? If I was capable to do all those wrongdoings, I have to be capable to fix myself as well. And I was hearing, hearing them, hearing them for hours, for hours, for hours, for hours. And Baruch Hashem, it worked for me. And and it's I have the privilege as well to be in contact with him sometimes as well in, in the WhatsApp groups. And as often as I can, I try to be the Swiss ambassador as well of of. of of all these gewaltige Sachen, of all those teure uh, lessons here in Switzerland as well. Although sometimes I find some difficulties here in Switzerland, people say to me sometimes that I'm mishige, crazy. I don't know what is the root about. Maybe since Bauch Hashem, I'm in a really from community, maybe those uh, my friends didn't engage in as much Averas as I did, and maybe they cannot comprehend what is... What is the issue about all about the Tikkun Abrit? What is what is all about the, the, this issue? But um, I try my best, and some friends as well of mine are uh, cooperating with me as well, and they look at it, and it changed our lives. It changed our lives for good. It changed the life of my wife, my life. There's a lot to work still on on my middles. We are far away of of, of perfection. Yeah. But Baruch Hashem, each day. A little bit more of holiness. There's sometimes where we slip a little bit here, but right away we got back, you know, and that's our lives. I don't know if we are an example, you know. I I see myself always as an Amar Aretz who is really willing to learn more. That's how I view myself. We're all an example. We're all one big body of Jews, you know. We're all we're all the same. 
when the Jews are in unity, when we're together, we're unstoppable. That's true. We're unstoppable. So, you know, they say uh, when a Jew sins here, it affects another Jew somewhere else in the other side of the world. So we've got to be very careful. You know, we might say to ourselves, oh, you know, uh, the Yitzhah is beating me, so I'm just going to do this sin, whatever it is, and uh, I'll do Chiba and everything will be fine. But it, it takes effect. <laughs> it takes effect, you know, so we've got to be very careful. You saw that first lecture when he was younger, connected, and then you started watching more and more of his lectures. At what point were you, or did you feel like inspired, or what? What made you change your life while listening to Rabbi Rubin's lectures? What was it that that made you say, "Now I got to take things a little more serious"? I think it was it. It I, I would call it not just one thing, but actually a journey, like a path of several things simultaneously as well, like. When he was introducing me to what I call facts and reality, because it's, a matter of fact, reality, not just spiritual reality, but physical reality, I, I started to change myself just in the, in the, already on, on the first day. Why? Because I said, one thing I learned before is that Akadosh Baruch Hu, doesn't like people which are arrogant or, or think of or from themselves that are big. So when the night where I spoke with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, I I literally put my ego, a basketball, and threw it away with everything. And I said, "Look, Hashem, the first thing which comes uh, between my eyes and my ears, I'm gonna take it as a, as 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 as, uh, as your choice for as your remedy for me." I said, that, "That's the kind of emuna I had." Baruch Hashem, I went to the right places. I had to Google a little bit, and in a fun way, I Googled as well, like certain words, even just that, like how to stop to be stupid, how to be a good Jew, you know, how to stop to make averes like this and this and that. And all of a sudden, the first, all, the, the thing is, all of the sentence that I, I wrote got my got me direct actually to the to to the videos of Rav Yaron uh, Yeruven. I don't know how that that. I think maybe the the, the coding, the pro, uh, the the Google coding. I don't know how that works actually, but there must be something, you know. It's good. It's called and, marketing. Yeah. <laughs> so so it, it it took my directly there, and step by step. First of all, I just was um, seeing him as a remedy. Just I didn't have a personal connection to him per se. I I just, I just thought of him. Wow, he's just a rough guy who knows much more Torah as, as I do. So, you know what, I'm going to listen what he has to say, like in a professional way, per se. You know, not kind of connection. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like, it doesn't seem like too much to be a, a person who I would like to drink a beer with in the beginning. So harsh were the words. So I said, okay, but let's learn from him. It seems that he, he figured everything out and myself not. Because if so, I would be in a better situation and I'm not. And he's in a much better situation. So I thought myself, let's follow him. And I, I started to to listen until when he started to 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 begin to speak about as well in a manner of Ahavas Israel as well. Like he was not always like harsh in his speech. He was as well like speaking sometimes as well in another point of view, you know, like speaking with love to uh, to Am Israel. And when he was telling his story in a shiur about himself and his wife and everything. 
then I could totally relate with, with him totally because then it was it, it was as well a, a, a video of him which he had a smaller beard and at this point uh, it, I almost started to call him Abba you know like it's that kind of connection I felt you know because then it was like it was not just a person who achieved what he achieved and I would like to have the safe achievement in a certain way no no it was a person who had kind of the same struggle that uh, that I had as well uh, I mean has a shalom lualeinu I don't want to speak never about the past of a, of a Gadol like him, of a Haraf like him. But I mean, it seems that his life was not easy as well. So I could totally relate on that. And then, and it seems that in a certain way, I mean, of course, if you see the, if everyone would see the, 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 the back of troubles, which everyone has, you know, if everyone would see the back, the back full of troubles of the other, we would say, we would say, Baruch Hashem, thank you Hashem. It's no little doubt that we have our problems. But it seems that he went to some troubles and to some situations which I would never wish for myself. So then I could really connect to as well. And I don't know, it's like, it's, it seems, it doesn't, it does not, it seems, but I know as well, it's the truth because a person who engages himself to speak about things which actually are hard even to pronounce it itself. I mean, who wants to do that for, 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 for a living? You know, there must be a high purpose. Who who wants to be a person who, 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 who will have, in the beginning at least, much more enemies than friends? And that's and for free, not even getting paid for it, you know, for what reason, you know? So that was, and that was the point when I saw it's not sugarcoating anything, you know? Is not having any kind of benefit, although I pray every day that he should have a lot of positive benefit and Hashem should give him ruchnis and gashmis all the time because I think that people like him and you should have always a, a sweet life and never be troubled with with, with, with parnasatova. It's, it's, I think it's, it should be seen as a birthright for every religious rabbi, you know, which wants the endless, you know, as I see it. But that's how I see it. It was never sugarcoating nothing. So, I mean, if you do it for one lecture, two lectures, three lectures, you know, I mean, all the lecture, there was never such a thing as sugar coating that were maybe, I think, changes maybe of certain aspects. And I mean, we have to consider as well, like the momentum of each of each of those of, of those speeches, what was what was um, what was happening in the world. But Baruch Hashem, it's it's it is it it is a life blessing, and every time when I can, I I, I see those those lectures, and it marks me really in my heart because I do not forget his teachings, and I bring them to my daily life. An example that I would like to give: protecting my eyes, protecting my eyes. I I learned this uh, from I mean I heard it as well by studying a little bit by myself, but the real concept. You know, by by protecting the eyes, I learned it. For, I learned it from Harav Yaron You know, I learned from him. So each day when I walk, I still have the. I still have a big yitzar in me. I mean, the yitzar doesn't get weaker. We get stronger. That's the thing. the The fight is still on. But I got tools um, which Harav Yaron taught us in his lectures how to protect myself each time when I go to the street. Each time. I pray to Akadosh Baruch a little prayer. Please, Hashem, protect my eyes. Please, Hashem, protect my time. And sometimes I, I, I look like a crazy man uh, in, in the street. I say it like a thousand times. 
and, and, and like and protect my eyes please protect my eyes please. because all of the sudden it needs just a little thing in order that the Yetzara can 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 overthrow it he's a big jiu-jitsu fighter the Yetzara so you have to know how to those are just one one example I would have thousands more regards Arabia on your own wow okay so he's obviously been a big impact and inspiration in your life yes have you ever uh, still, still. still yeah of course Hashem, Hashem, you're right um, have you ever received any personal uh, help from him or any personal guidance uh, have you contacted him directly gotten help from him yes can you tell me real yes, about yes. that Directly in the sense that I I, I was privileged uh, with to contact him with 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 WhatsApp uh, through the WhatsApp call, mm-hmm. and it was uh, one time uh, was it like and I was with my wife on vacation. It was something that the rabbis weren't in the city, or at least the rabbi of my of which I trust in in the issues of Nida and 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 Nida and stuff. And I, I wanted to call quickly Harapi Aroni Ruben and send him a message and ask him about um, uh, the things um, to be discussed. Regards that, uh, my, my wife was uh, just had a kid, uh, had, had our second child and everything. So the process that we all know, I wanted to ask him certain alachical questions and regards how to proceed, that everything should be always kosher and, uh, and in regards as well, if it is endangering the life wife or not in in certain aspects so that this was for me like a serious point the the which i'm so thankful until today you know and and even that gave me much more courage actually to speak openly about those kind of things even with all the time with the question regards my rabbonim in the city of course so we always talk, we always show if we have to something to show, but it's like I, I have much more security right now since I had the experience to talk with Arab. It's like, it's a normal thing. It should be viewed, it should be respected as the only thing, but it should be viewed as anything else that we should do it in the right manner, like putting tefillin on, putting the shoes right on. So, you know what I mean? Like having this open talk and it encouraged me that uh, sometimes even by the little, by the most infamous question, sometimes which any person would could regard it as stupid, I call the rabbis and I call them fifty times sometimes in the week, just to be be sure to 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 know everything about that subject, and and you know what they they they, they like it actually. They said, hey, he's really concerned about th- that kind of mitzvah. He's really taking it seriously. So it's good. It would be actually the other way around. Would be actually dangerous if someone would not or be. Concerned also of it, so Hashem, it's like the values in our lives—not not in Hashem, not in our life, but in the lives of so many people nowadays—they they are reversed. You know, they are reversed. Like people, they—they—they they, they are not ashamed to walk naked, for example, in in, in the streets or, or 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 exposing any kind of mental diseases of what they are or what they're aiming for. Regards all, all the things which are happening in the world. But when it comes to a subject like this, which is much more intimate in, in that sense, all of a sudden everyone wants to be politically correct, you know? Yeah. And, that's, and that's like, why? It's like, this. The, the, why? I mean, if I ask how to put fill-in on and everyone explains me, someone should be explaining as well, how does things work? It's an easy question. Like, everyone was bored and brought up in some way. We want to do it in the most perfect way, in a holy way, and be connected to, to Akadosh Baruch Hu. 
everyone has his own shit, but it should be weird. That they like, there must be an opening, an intimacy to talk with Veruf. And by talking to him, he gave me the, the empowerment to seek this kind of uh, involvement as well with my rabbis here in the city. So I'm not ashamed to ask everything. Of course, there's some, some stuff that we ask with much more respect and delicacy as well. It's because uh, the Torah teaches us as well, how do we speak? If everything is like Lashem Shamayim and for, for the sake of the Torah, we should have always an open relationship with our Rav. And that's what he taught me by speaking to me. To Like he never said it with that words, but just his action regards my, my, my person gave this kind of reaction from my side to my Raboinim in Switzerland. Are you still in contact with him or do you still keep in touch with him here and there? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Sometimes, not all, not every not every day because I know he's very occupied with so many things, yeah. with Toyota and stuff. So it, as much as I would love to, in respect to 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 him, to his greatness and holiness as a, as a Ru, I try to control myself and not um, just text always, you know, I think... Um, uh, sometimes yes, um, but I don't want to to bother him as much because uh, the, he, he almost doesn't sleep. I mean, to to make all those videos which he does, having being a uh, some in the shul, gave, giving lectures, being a husband, being a father, like with my math calculation, and I'm not Einstein, he barely sleeps five hours in the day. So I mean, should me like the 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 the, the Yaakov, the little schmatter here, just being bothering him like 24-7, you know, it's like, I try sometimes, hey, keep it up, of course, yeah. but never, I never try to bother him. Uh, let's see, I know you told us a lot of stories, um, you had some challenges that you had to overcome along the process, you kind of went through with the basic challenges that you went through, or is there something else that you would want to mention? We had a lot of other challenges as well, financial challenges. In that sense, um, uh, family issues as well, yeah. which was not always easy to combine. You know your your way of of life, like Yiddishkeit, and all, and all of all of a sudden getting married, and you know there's like family parts disagree with things with, with which they think we might be extremist in that. So there there was several challenges, you know, as well. And sometimes even as well challenges in the relationship itself, you know, um, um, it's it's learning about Shalom Bais, for example, the most important thing, you know, learning about how how to uh, annul yourself for for your wife, for example. And we have it all, like when we are about Shuvas, and we all we start to study the Heilige Teure, and we get into this Steigen, and we are Steigen, 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 and all of a sudden we are just, we are married, and the game changes, you know. All of a sudden, yeah. it's like if I don't study Torah, how does Hashem gonna bless me? How does I gonna have a reason? Why would Hashem give me a reason to live if I cannot study Torah? And sometimes, you know, I I learned it in the hard way, but there is a mitzvah to take the Gemara out to learn. There is a mitzvah as well to put the Gemara away as well. So it's like when you learn about that, you know, you learn that your wife is always a. Uh, a spiritual mir mirror of yourself that Hashem gonna gonna use her always to talk to you to work your midas. Once you have figured this out, you have eighty percent less problems in your life. Believe me, uh, you know it much better than I do, of course. But 
Um, those were as well challenges, you know, Corona time, not having, having money issues, you know, being religious, being tested, you know, having as well downfalls in Hoshkufa, in ideas, in, 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 in thinking, in acting, there are made maybe minor things, but you know, it's like, it's, it is hard. It was not always easy to keep it up, to pray with the minion, to have always this, this Hoshkufa in mind, you know, when you come out from from a from a giur and you come out from those holy mikva waters, you know, and you have this experience at Vavkanevsky and, so, and and this kind of experience, everything seems so holy and perfect, and you really think for one moment like Mashiach is here, you know, you're just in a perfect time, you, you don't want that it ends, but then afterwards you see yourself again like uh, Adam Harishon uh, getting kicked out of 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 Gan Eden and now have to work on the real world, you know. And all of a sudden you see you see yourself, hey, I'm in the real world. It, it means there's like there's a time to, to pray, there's a time to study, but there's a time as well to work, have your obligation, there's a time to be with your woman, with your wife, there's a time to to be the father of your of your kids, you know, and, and and to learn that was 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 not easy for me because um I had to go to a path. I had I had to really like to, to kill myself in order to do tshuva really to, to change completely so once i once i change and still working on flaws as well that i might have till today maybe they are different but still flaws are flaws in our life like myths that we should always work on it in the end what you train for what you aim for and once you do it good it's hard to make any changes for example you have a hard time to learn all of a sudden you say to yourself six o'clock p.m i'm going to learn everyday toilet in the first weeks it's hardcore it, do, it doesn't work right now all of a sudden two years afterwards you're doing it right starting 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 it pretty like perfectly without without any challenges and then you are married and all of a sudden it means um hey darling honey can you come home and help me with the to to, to wash the clothes the, the the clothes or can you can you bring some milk and then you think like I'm really stopping studying Torah because of a bottle of milk. But of course, because right now Hashem is telling me, this is the mitzvah you should do. This is the way that you're going to work your mitzvahs. Now I need you to think about Torah and do a mitzvah for your wife. After which you can study again. So those are little nuances here, like little things, little points, um, uh, which again, I would have thousands of examples more, you know. It's interesting, you know, because they say the wives can either break, make or break. Yeah, uh, the the man or the or the house, right? So it, it, seems, it is true. It, it it seems like you had that support from from your wife, and uh, you know, throughout your whole journey, it seems like you know she definitely was a good influence uh, for you. She's the reason that I even alive. That she's the reason that I'm a hum that I'm a mensch, uh, that I'm a mensch, that I'm a human being. Actually, she's she she she's everything to me. She's she she's everything to me. She she's really I I like. She's like the perfection of God in my life. She gave God made her in a, such a perfect way; couldn't be any different. And she shows me always like what midas I should work on, and she helps me to 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 study more. She helps me to grow to grow more. She helps me to to be a a a a, a better yid. She, she even when I'm late, she wakes me up and says, "Yalla, habibi, it's it's praying time," you know. And, and Baruch Hashem, it's all of of her schus, you know. And as uh, David uh, David Amelach would say, I think in the Tehillim, you know, when 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 our ways pleases Hashem, you know, 
he makes even peace. Uh, the, even our enemies will have peace with us. And it, it's an, a, a, a kind of, a, which I learned, it's a kind of a, of a connection to the wife. She can be your best friend or your worst enemy. It's just the way you please Hashem as well. She's, she's your mirror. Yeah. She's the mirror. She is. She is. She is. Wow. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Good. I want to talk about uh, a, a little bit about your future for, from here on out. Where, yeah. where do you, what kind of goals do you have now and where do you see yourself in, in the future, maybe 5, 10, 15 years? In a, in a Gashmi's uh, point of view, Hashem, I'm working in a real estate company, in a Jewish Orthodox company nowadays, which is 100% kosher, which I found myself there. So I, I really feel happy and grateful to be there. Women and men are separated. Um, they're not even in the same room. You know, they to pray always and my balabos is is my boss is 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 a blessed person is one of he's a great a great personality like i own him pretty much for the opportunity which i which i'm having i know actually a lot of things like almost everything to my wife and uh, first of all to my wife and to my community because we have in switzerland a strong community and they really have done us out so much like with the Jewish environment with studying with working with everything so I'm really grateful so what I'm aiming now spiritually I'm aiming I'm I started last year to the last year not like one and a half years ago to study Gemurim because I was uh, always studying just Mishnayas and I'm, I'm aiming for to be a better Gemara student in that sense to read better Rashi to have a better understanding of things to be able to, to teach my 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 kids Torah in that sense as well to 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 in order when he comes from school and has question about Mishnayos that I be be able to to study with him you know to in that sense um, I'm aiming for goals regards my kids that they have the all uh, the most kosher environment possible and chances which I unfortunately oh fortunately. I didn't got in 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 my youth, you know, yeah. and that they had it that they can have it much easier, you know. Still, there is a certain fight about you know what, toire uh, and chol, you know how to adapt uh, with it. Ooh, ooh, uh, ooh, uh, what are the challenges regards that when, uh, what should a, a child study and what not, and what age uh, and when he asks for it, when how should I? Be prepared if my if my son says I want I want to become a doctor or a lawyer or if he says okay I just want to study or I want to do real estate or something like that. Being prepared for those questions, you know, and 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 being the best father possible that that I'm aiming for. And regards as well, like my personal goal with my with myself, being a better husband, understanding more about the quality of holiness. Because I focus, I focused much in my life to stop Avera, to 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 put them down, and now I'm trying to focus as well the concept of real holiness. What does it really mean in my life? The holiness, not just regards the the the, the absence of Averas, but the holiness itself. What does it bring to, to you? Of course, I, it's I I have a, a connection to holiness, but I want to work myself more on on this path in a good way you know in a health a healthy way 
like we all do it, like Harav Yaron Yerufen does it in, 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 in many of his lectures. And be more patient actually as well. Sometimes I, it's a bad midas that I have. Sometimes I'm not too patient and I have to work a lot on it. I have several midas which are not good actually, but this is one of them. And, and work more on my midas and reaching more and more my, my, my goals in that sense. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Wow, Sean. Sounds like you got, you got your uh, future plan ahead for you. What kind of help or advice would you give someone else that's kind of similar to your your situation and your your story? Uh, you'd be surprised. A lot of people um, have a lot of different stories and experiences in life. Uh, a lot of people wouldn't be able to relate to any type of advice that you'd be able to give or suggest. What kind of help? Or heads up or guidance would you give somebody that's in a similar situation like yours? Everything in regards, first of all, of course, it, it, it might look as a cliche, but really value the priorities. Sometimes, um, you know, uh, of course we are born and we choose how to be born, but uh, uh, once we are here, but then we forget everything we don't remember. So then we could say the excuse, okay, um, Nobody chooses in that sense to be handicapped, for example. So I'm going to use that hand, the word handicapped uh, in, in just for the lack of another word in, in other issues in our lives. So sometimes we, we don't choose to be handicapped physically or like in regards distance to, to, to live so far away from a community. Sometimes we, we, we don't choose to be handicapped um, Emotionally, regards the problems that we we, we have uh, with family members or with kids. Sometimes we don't choose it; they just appear in in a certain way. Sometimes, as well, we don't choose to 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 be handicapped financially. Uh, like there the are always things that happen in our lives, you know. But there is one thing in our hand that we choose, or we have the power to choose. If you are going to be handicapped spiritually, you know, spiritually. It's it, it, it's 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 just a a a a matter of choice. So of course things are not going to be easier, but you but you're gonna get stronger. So the thing is, like the mindset is, it's like going to a gym. If if there are people who would like to go to a gym, if you think about it, exercise is the most horrible thing you can do to yourself. I mean, you are just struggling, putting weights on, um, breaking your muscles. But anyhow, you get pleasure. Why? Pleasure of the results, of the enduring results, being in health or even in aesthetics. So what I want to say with it, get pleasure as well with 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 Toyota. It is hard in the beginning. I mean, it is uh, uh, when I started the first time to study Mishnah, I felt myself, I'm, com I'm a complete retarded. I'm not even knowing what I'm doing here. I mean, I didn't understand nothing. But try to figure out a way, a path which you can get the toilet and get pleasure on it and be patient regards this pleasure. It doesn't come easy and as well not soft. But once you are inside of it and you, you, and you say to yourself, Hashem, look, that's the only way I'm doing business with you, Hashem. That's my requirement. I want the Heilige toilet. There's no way that Hashem will, will say no to you. There's no way. I mean, as a shalom, nobody is Raf Achel here. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's, it, it has to, everyone has a chance. And and just focus, just focus on, on the right thing. You know, just, it seems sometimes that not doing a vera, it's a hard thing. But if you change the mindset of it, you know, I mean, 
Meat, doing mitzvahs is much beautiful, much more beautiful, but it's actually harder to get up every time in the morning, putting tefillin. And lots of avirs, it's just a thing not to do. And just, if you're struggling with, 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 with being shomer abris, if you're st- struggling with regards to your eyes, change your environment drastically. Change your environment. It's, it, it's, it, it's not going to get better and any, any more politically correct. We are already on, on, on the bottom, which we could say, on our society. So what every, everyone thinks it's normal or it should be accepted, it's complete nonsense, craziness, and, and, and has no kind of foundation. So meaning, if you have this spark in yourself, if you see yourself that you want to have change in your life, change your environment and yes my good friend you're going to be tested it's not going to be easy yes sometimes it will see that somebody's coming with a baseball tag and it's going to hit your head out of the way sometimes because the yetzer knows his way but stay on track there is nothing more pleasurous and 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 holy in 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 the life in our life to sit in a table in a shabbos table and see your wife having cooked the best food ever seeing your kids you know, singing something or just learning the first words of, uh, of Shema Israel. There's nothing more beautiful to know that your wife just belongs to you and just went out of the mikveh. There's nothing. There's nothing more beautiful to know that after you you just woke up in the morning and you were like for weeks studying the the, the little part of the Gemara, and just now you just understood it. You know this pleasure when you study sometimes, and now you understand it like want to share it to the world it's 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 such a feeling it it transcends any kind of of physical pleasure in that sense so if you are aiming that goal and sometimes it looks so far-fetched you do little goals little goals and t- try to uh, have pleasure on them even if it means today i'm going to put fill in have pleasure on it why should it be something bad Baruch Hashem, you are doing more than 80 percent of jews nowadays in the world and step by step, but aiming for the right goals, aiming for the holy goals, and they are as pleasures, if not more pleasures than the worthy um, pleasures in the world. There is no such a thing which can or uh, overbeat, you know, holy pleasure. There's no such a thing. There's no such a thing. It ta- it takes work. It's not easy. I'm not saying that I'm an expert on those things. I'm still learning, and I, I have my struggles as well. Um, but still, every time when I reach a goal, it's like I feel like the the winner, you know, in, in, in that sense. And this is something which nobody can take away from me. Right, exactly. Very good advice. I think I, I I thought pretty much everything. I just wanted to first of all thank you, thank you for this opportunity as well by by making this this work happening. What an honor, you know, what what an honor to be part of this for the honor of the Torah, of course. And people should just, uh, uh, acknowledge something that people like you are serving people like us, everything in a silver plate, you know, already cut down, already with the, with, with, with the nice sauce. It's just take the information, eat it, swallow the information. You know, it's not so hard, actually. I'm sure it was much harder for, for, for you or for Javier on your oven without YouTube, without teachers or, or direct teachers like that. I mean, I'm sure he had his teachers as well, but it is so easy nowadays to get to the information. It is so easy to yeah. to build yourself up, much easier. It is, of course, in a certain way hard, but just appreciate it. I mean, 
if somebody would come and buy me a, a, a free lunch, I would be already happy with it. Somebody is giving me the ticket in a silver plate in order to achieve greatness in this world and the world to come. How would I take this for granted? And yes, you don't have to. We don't have to understand always everything. I, 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 I to be honest with you, uh, there are things I don't understand. But not understanding doesn't mean not to accept it. We have to be humble and accept the truth. And yes, there are people they know much more Torah than than we do. And uh, certainly, Rafi Rob knows much more Torah as I do. And certainly, there are people who know, who know much more than he, he doesn't. So it's like it's it's a bridge that we have to build. And always aiming higher. That's like the thing. Let's not take things for granted. Let's be, let's be be happy that Hashem is granting us this opportunity. And if we are taking for granted for this opportunity, this kind of opportunity, should be aware of punishment as well. Because after 120, Hashem will say, "But I sent you a Rafi on a Ruvi. I sent you my my son to teach you something about uh, about your ways, about the, the things which you could have done better." So I don't want to have this judgment in my life, you know, after 120. So that's uh, my last words in that sense. Yeah. Well, I definitely think that your story will help many, many people, you know, influence many, many people. Your efforts alone, I know it's uh, past three, uh, two, three o'clock in the morning now over there for you. Yeah. And uh, I totally understand now why it didn't work out for us. Uh, the first time we were supposed to meet, because it's definitely uh, a good one, and the Satan gets uh, uh, fought very hard to try to not make it happen, and uh, I'm glad it did because you're contributing very much with your participation and helping uh, other Jews become stronger and return to Hashem, which is exactly what we're doing here. So I appreciate your words. We appreciate your time. Thank you very much, Jacob. If there's anything you need, you can reach out to us. We're here for you, just like you were here for us and for all of them said. And we, again, thank you very much. And the Bizarre Tashem will be in touch uh, in the near future. Thank you. I thank you, Harav. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for aiming to be part of this. Thank you so much. Thank you. Our pleasure. Shall we all to so much in, in your life, in Ruchnis, in Gashmis, and may Hashem open as He opened the Yamsu for us thousands of years ago. Shall you open as well? For, for all your passage which you're going through and that you can be able to to, to reach more people to give the message of the Torah and shall Hashem always sweeten the judgment and bring always Ruchnius and Gashmis together in in, in the life in, in your lives you and and the others who are part of it and thank you for being there because even it wouldn't be uh, regards uh, you guys in here in the world, certainly uh, uh, I myself wouldn't be even here speaking. Thank you very much. It's really all, it's really all Rabbi Ruben and his organization. I'm just a little, a uh, tiny, tiny piece of it. So thank you very much for the blessings and amen. And then you uh, also receive everything that you bless us uh, here with uh, times times a thousand. So thank you. All right, get some rest, and uh, we'll we'll be in touch, Jacob. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. All right, take care. Have a lovely day. Bye-bye. There's a small number in your life. It shouldn't take over your whole life.
if you satiate it, you're never gonna have enough. The Sofer clan, when it gets a hold of something, it does not let go. Time for us to rectify what we have done. Normal numbers should be somewhere around 20 million or higher. You're never going to have control of If you start you only feed it when it's permissible, according to the Torah. Pornography is as addictive as crack cocaine. This world and the next. Bauch Adonai Leolav, Amen Dam. Very special thank you to all our amazing guests who show real Avat Yisrael by taking the time out of their busy schedules and sharing their ups and downs with us. All for the sake of Am Yisrael. May Hashem continue to bless you a thousandfold. If you enjoyed this video, you can find more of these podcasts on our website at www.bizaptashem.org. If you are on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the channel to hear more highly influencing lectures and stories like the one you heard here today. Thank you for watching and Bezat Hashem, may we all have the merit to return to Hashem.